Hey, AfterBuzzers, welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of Rise, Victory Party. Tonight we are talking teenage angst with Gordy, new love with Lulette and Robbie, and some other people, and finally, the hurdles of parenting with Lou and Gail. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz... This is such a karaoke song. Yeah, it is. I would never choose it, but sure. Let it be a karaoke song. Sure. This is like a campfire bonding song. It so is. Yeah. It so is. Except or we're not a camp. a teenage party Teenage song. party? Would yeah. you play this at your teenage Drinking. party? No. I don't know what teenage parties you went to, but I definitely didn't play this song. Yep. Mine's all hood trap music. I'm so sorry about that, guys. Yeah, I was too much of a goody two-shoes in high school to go to any cool parties. But um, yeah, let's talk about this episode. But before we do, uh, I'm your host, Mina Wahab, and we actually have a new guest host with us. He's going to be here every single episode. What up, what up? It's your boy, Jay Yang. I'm super excited to be on this panel with so many beautiful ladies to talk about Rise. But yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Thanks for being here. Of course. I'm Taylor Gates. And I'm Shay Jones. Awesome. All right, so I want to hear initial thoughts, especially from you, because this is the first time you're speaking about this show with us. What do you think coming into this new? I, you know, the thing with this show is it's... The main character, actually, you know, the actor who plays Lou was from How I Met Your Mother, but I've never watched that show at all. I, I know it's kind of surprising, like, I've never seen such a popular show, but I like it. It kind of has, like, Friday Night Lights plus Glee minus the humor, you know? Yeah. So, like, every single week I'm like, oh, it's kind of being a little slow, but it's, like, picking up, and I'm starting to really like the characters that I'm seeing, whether it's, you know, the love triangles or just, you know, the fact that, like, Gordy, if he was my son, I would, oh my God. Just watching the episode tonight, I was just like so frustrated at like, I'm not a parent, I'm not a dad, but if I was, and if Gordy was my kid, he'd be dead. He'd be dead. <laughs> oh no. You know? So, but, and, you know, I can I can relate to the whole, you know, football drama, like high school. I mean, we all went to high school. So, you know, we're, we're kind of like, kind of, you know, I wasn't like a football stud or anything, but, you know, I was in drama and maybe I wanted to be a bit, to be a football stud and, you know, but no, I just, I, I'm digging the show. I'm really digging the show. Yeah, so we kind of know like what you two think about it, but you said that you were like in the drama department in high school. What was your guys' stereotypical high school clique that you were sorted into? I wasn't. I was in a lot of cliques. That's not. That was me in high school. I was very other people oriented. Like I was a cheerleader, but I was also in academics. So like I like I was very eclectic. I yeah. never really stayed with one group. I had a group of friends, but we're all in something different. So I was. Very weird for high school, and I'm weird now, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> kind of same. I floated. I was in, like, academic Super Bowl, but I played sports. Academic? Academic Super Bowl. Oh, okay. I was a nerd. But yeah, I did it all. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Uh, I was the nerd, uh, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, I was, look at you. I, I, mean, was, I was the one who created the chess club. And, the yeah. chess club? Yeah, I, wow. was, I was like... Maybe you can teach me how to play chess sometime, I, because I as an Asian guy who nerd. probably is supposed to be really smart, I don't know how to... Play chess. No chess. Chess is kind of slow. Yeah, just like chess is the best strategy. It's yeah. like in in many ways it can be like football. Uh, even though I know nothing of football, she had to explain how many points minus the, the concussions. Was to me. Yeah, minus the concussions. Minus well, the concussions. it is a, a war of attrition mentally when it's chess. So there's a lot with of strategy. Football. As well. There's some strategy, but it's like a physical attrition and wearing down of the enemy. Um, but let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, our star quarterback, Robbie. 
this episode. Um, we saw, like, a very multifaceted character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we always knew that there was something there, and it, he was more than just, like, the stereotypical jock. Um, and we see like a, we saw a softer side with him last episode and his situation with his mom at home. Uh, but now, like, with the way this episode started, we saw that he has a girlfriend. He actually does have a girlfriend. He has a viber. That's what he has, okay? They're yeah. like, I, this, like, I think it's, like, more like a noncommittal, even though she thinks it's something. And, and she was so cute. She was actually she was such so a normal. sweet. She wasn't, like, the, the stereotypically mean cheerleader. She was literally the girl next door and so sweet and thoughtful, bringing him a double chocolate chip frappuccino. Yeah. And I love like how they call them rally girls in this show, too, because that's a very Friday Night Lights thing. Rally I girls? Think. I didn't, I didn't never heard that term before Friday Night Lights, so I love how it's, like, you can tell it's, like, the same people that brought you, like the of two course. shows. It's, it's like, like it's like little subtle hints and little subtle like mentions from like previous shows. It's like a little Easter egg, a little yeah, a little Easter egg. I like that. It's cute, but yeah, it was it was good. I'm glad that he kind of clarified it with the two of them though. He's not like stringing both of them along at once. He's like, listen, I told Stephanie what the deal was with Ilet, and he's like going all in with her and that relationship. And I really appreciated that he wasn't like playing both sides. Which I thought was yeah, good but he and only broke things off with her when he had something better come along. Is that really what a stand-up guy does? Wait, wow! I, he never uh, said no to the double chocolate chip frappuccino. He never said, "Oh, I'm not interested." How can you say no to well, that? Well, how though? can you say no? First of all, <laughs> right? he didn't even talk to Lillette first, so that came at him first before he even got got talked to the Simon, and then Simon threatened him, which I thought was very adorable for a friendship. But like he's like, okay, this is who I'm gonna be serious about, and I know I'm gonna go in with Lilette. I gotta be 100 percent in because she is not the kind of girl like these other girls. I respect that a lot. I respect that a lot too. It's funny because like you look at him, like I don't really think of him as a football player. Like he doesn't have the build at for all. a football player, right? Like a sophomore, <laughs> he seems like a track star, right? He seems like a drama kid, but like his moves that he's playing, like playing two girls. I mean, that's a quote unquote football player right there like juking girls so left and right he's so, you know? so sweet but though, he, doesn't like, do it. he doesn't do it in like the mean way but I right. still think it's kind of bag. like you have the sweetest girl in front of you like I want to know how they broke things off we gotta dig deeper there like I don't immediately I, I guess feel we, like yeah. he's the best pick for Lilette right off the bat is he was he I don't think he was ever like serious about her though yes. I think they were just kind of like who's ever being serious flirty. in high school well, you know, they don't think they, they were, were in a relationship well when you're in high school you think everything's serious like when you're in high school you think everything's the whole world we're gonna get married. We're gonna get together. But I mean, it's high school. High school ends. You go to college. You cheat on your high school girlfriend with you know the college girlfriend. So uh, this sounds like a personal anecdote that we can save for after the show. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I anyway, I play the fifth. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get into Robbie and Lilette's dynamic. I mean, we said that we approved of it before. Do we think that it's growing? Because there was a bit of a setback in the way he talked to her at the party. Okay, so. He's wrong for how he did it, but obviously he's going through a lot of emotions right now too. And then kind of he did decide like where he stood at that moment, and that's a little hard for him when he's getting pressure from the football people to be the quarterback and pressure from his dad to be him or be better than he was in high school. So I think at that moment when he chose a side, because it was right, he chose the right side, but he kind of like kind of washed away all the goodwill he did at the beginning of that whole minor pest. Pep talk that made almost like guys are so weird. Let me just guys are so weird. How like, are weird? That pep talk was just like some, such a guy thing to do, and like obviously it's just such a guy thing. You're, you're talking about like when the dad told Lilette like no, no one. Robbie gave the pep talk to the guys. 
Oh. That was such like a guy. It like, sounds- like oh, we're, yeah, yeah, it's so yeah. easy. It's like just so easy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, we we gonna be good for next week. Y'all good? We good? Let's good. Let's go. Let's fight. It's just if, if you just look at yeah. the words and take away how he said them, and you just read them out of context, I would think this is totally a girl who's drunk at the bar saying, "I love you. I'm here for you, girl. I love you. I'm here for you. I'm here for you too. So I love true. you so much. Oh my god, I love you, girl. Like that's what it sounded like. Like it wasn't. It was the way he said it, where it was like trying. He was trying to be like this motivational speaker. I didn't think there was anything motivational about it. I believed it just because that felt like like a, a sports team thing. Like if you yeah. have a really if you're in like a really competitive sports and like you're so close with your teammates, like I don't know, that kind of made sense to me. I, I like I believed that. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, eh. I feel like it's just part of like as a guy, you know, relating to a guy, it's just like in our DNA to be loud, kind of obnoxious, to like hoorah, and like when he was at the parties, like heights. Heights. <laughs> heights. Heights. Like, uh, That's why I'm saying drunk girl it, at a party. It's like no girl would be like, heights. Heights. Like, come on, heights. It's like you don't get but like they just got their asses kicked in the game. Yeah. And his performance was horrible, right? It's like you're supposed to, like, there's scouts coming, you're supposed to hook up with your boy, but he just stunk the entire time. Like his head wasn't in the game, but I think he was probably thinking of Lillette. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably the reason why. Like those girls, man, just messing messing the guy's concentration. And that's oh, we're really gonna blame Lillette. Well, I, well, why well, was he focused? That's what his dad did, at least. Well, I mean, his dad's putting so much pressure, but he, it's like... If anything, that gives you... Here's the thing, because I kind of, like, I'm playing devil's advocate now. You can't really pick and choose. If the girl supports you and makes you play your best when things are going well, mm-hmm. then you have to take the risk that you might not play well when things are going bad. Like, that's just the risk you take when you pursue love. Yeah, I, you know, I feel like there's a dynamic where you can have both, right? You can have a girlfriend and be the star football player, and you can do it, but I feel like... He is so touted by his dad, and he's like, "No, you're going to be a star. No distractions whatsoever." But I can, I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised in the future episodes if he just all of a sudden, like, you know what? I'm out. Mic drop. Quit football. Right? Like, like actually, he's... there wouldn't be a mic drop because he's a singer. So metaphorically, yeah. <laughs> there'd be a mic drop, not literally a mic drop. But I mean, you guys, you guys get what I'm getting. Yeah, no, is that why? Is that why we're assuming that he played badly? Though was I was I lying? I don't think I it had anything to do with I didn't either. Well, it's so weird because in the beginning he was playing well, right? Yeah. In the first pass, like, oh, it's gonna be an easy night for you know Robbie and everybody, and then he stung. I'm like, what happened? Like, I don't what, know. What threw his concentration? Right? And then he was just like, okay, like, and then he had the fake, you know, the fake play at the very end, and then it was just kind of like reminds me of like a Mighty Ducks thing, where like, oh yeah, we got it, and then in the end they just lose, but. I'm like something caused his whether it's his dad, whether it's his girl, but his head is obviously but not. Or there's the game. A scouts like even the coaches, like everybody's like saying that Robbie yeah. is the he's the guy, he's a sophomore, he's gonna get us like all that pressure isn't good either. So you can't really t- technically blame Lillet because he wants to find something good in his life to hold on to at that moment when everything goes to crap. Yeah, yeah, I think it might have been the pressure from his dad because he like was really. Really laying out there. His like his dad is probably someone that I can't stand because we all have someone like that. We all have a coach or you know someone. They want the best for us, but they don't know how to express it. And how like he pulled the le- aside and was like, um, "I'm going to need you to not see Robbie." And he, like you like like you, I like, think so I know. Like, he was like, like, "You understand what I'm saying, right?" I know this is besides <laughs> the point, but if I was at a high school party and someone's dad was like, "Come here, let me take you into this room no, alone," you're like, "No, no I'm in this room full of trophies." <laughs> like, and stuff. I don't like this. Can, this is very uncomfortable. I don't need to go to a room alone with you. And right I'm like, now. sir, I am sorry, I am underage. I cannot go to the game. He, he, prefer, he prefaced it with saying, like, I was good. 
Yeah. But Robbie's yeah. great. <laughs> right? Like the way he said it was like he could be a star, but we've you been know, training we gotta him for we gotta like you know we, we built him in a laboratory and we like there's no there's no distractions whatsoever. I'm sorry. You get you understand what I'm saying, right? And she's like, Yeah. I no, she's like, no, not at first. I, don't <laughs> I mean, there there is definitely a lot of potential for growth with Robbie, but you know who else will give you a lot of potential for growth? I think Taylor knows. I know. <laughs> if you want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of life, then we have the show for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. From health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more, let our Maria be the big sister you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment, and when you do, let let Maria know it was us, the Rise After Show, that sent you there. Conversations with Maria Menounos, podcast edition. Check it out. Yeah, you guys, it's free. I downloaded it last week. It's, it's awesome. so good. I actually listened to it on my commutes to the studio, and she has like so much great wisdom. She talks about She's hiring awesome, processes. Yeah. If you're an entrepreneur and you want to bring someone on to your business, like how to like kind of like scout out who's just telling you what you want to hear during an interview and who actually has those qualifications. And she also talks about how it's not necessarily a resume, but it's your personality. You really have to mesh with the people nice. you work for because. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> training isn't the same as resume. teaching. Nice. There's like so yeah. much. There's so Not many true. great pieces of information in there. So definitely check it out, guys. Yes. It's really amazing. Um, but anyways, we just talked a little bit about parenting when it came to Robbie's dad. I want to talk about parenting now when it comes to Lou and Gail. Ugh. Do you feel like there's good cop, bad cop there? What's the dynamic like? It's it's not. It's not even really good cop, bad cop. I just feel like it's cops. more just like <laughs> dysfunctional cop. Yes, it's more like your yes. son. <laughs> runs the family. Like, I feel like this kid, Gordy, I get it. He has a drinking problem, right? But, like, his parents are just, like, too loose. And I love the fact that Lou was, like, getting into it. Like, I wanted him to throw down. I wanted him to the German suplex him on the pavement. But it didn't happen. And it's just, like, I feel like if you give kids, like, an inch, they'll take a mile, right? Well, I, I was just watching a Dr. Phil episode about this. I swear, and I couldn't stop watching. Give us a cookie. So, <laughs> last right glass of milk. So spot on. No, yeah, it's, it's it true is. in the sense of where, like, how did it start and, like, you know, kid can basically do whatever he wants. Like, you know, you can't drag him out of the room. Like, he can't do it. He's like, he has a drinking problem, which is a very serious problem, which a lot of teens go through. But, like, as a parent, it's like you should be in control. You should have some control over your kid, and they should respect you, you know, because you're, you're the parent. Well, I think they made a mistake by not sending him to, like, a rehabilitation center. They're like, oh, he'll just work with the football coach. And I'm like, I don't football, know that that's, Football coach like, is going to cure your alcoholism. Don't worry. Yeah, like, that takes, like... Therapy I think I think a lot of it is also techniques. it's denial, right? Imagine yeah. it's your kid. It's like my kid. He doesn't have a problem. He doesn't have a problem. Like, yeah. don't worry, we'll take care of it. But I, I know oftentimes, you know, in Asian culture, for instance, like, yeah, you know, it's like, no, he's totally fine, you know. So I feel like in the same way, it's kind of like this where they have a huge problem, but I mean, it's slowly spiraling down now. So who knows? You know, in the upcoming season, you guys have to wait and see what happens with Gordy, Lou, and Gail. Yeah. Was he even drinking at the party though? He yeah. had the yes. red cup. But, like, why, would, why like, wouldn't you bring the was, red cup like, out? with vodka. It was milk. But that, that's a good question, though, because I was thinking the same thing. You're walking out with this cup. Like, yeah. really, dude? Like, you really think this is a smart because choice you should be making right now? But he wasn't acting, like, in a belligerent way when he was at the party. But, he was just admiring uh, Gwen. He, yes, thank you. But Gordy admiring Gwen from afar, like, and there's a sweetness to him, even though he... 
I, I definitely am not trying to make excuses for him, but he is the social outcast of his family. He's the bench warmer at football. He doesn't have necessarily a calling or a strong support system. He feels a lack of connection to his family and people at school. Like, he has, like, this one girl that he has his eye on, and that's, like, the one thing that I feel, like, is so pure that's in his, like, vicinity right now. But his mm. thing is just like his RBF. Like, can we talk about his RBF? Like, he constantly has uh, he <laughs> okay. constantly has an RBF, right? You can you can fill in the acronym. And I'm like, why is this guy always brooding and pissed off all the time? And I'm just like, bro, put on a smile, please. Yeah. But speaking of the fact that he like doesn't connect, he like he chooses not to connect with his family. There, there, like seriously, there is the like just because you don't connect with your family doesn't mean you can't connect with your family. That's true. You're choosing to stay on the out on the outside of the outlines. You don't want to really be involved. But when do they ever do what he wants to do? The second that they wanted to do football and have that game going, he immediately warmed up to them. It's always about what they want to do. It's always about going to some play or supporting this. They never try to do anything. To they show up to every one of his game. He sits on the yeah, bench. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like, like I think am, that's an excuse. That's like he's not a kid. An you should listen to his parents. Listen to your parents. Let's play something to you. Let that have been See, my that's, mom. That's like our. I know. We have to listen to our parents. There's immigrant, no choice. Immigrant kids <laughs> have to listen to their parents. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just how it is. I'm sorry. I agree with him on this one. Yeah. I wish. I wish I would have talked to my mom at that age. Oh. My mom don't care who's around. Oh yeah, you will get showed out in front of everybody. I just like sorry. I just like feel like he has a lot of anger, but the fact that he's not communicating, like why? That like that's why I think that like rehab would be good for him because he clearly needs like therapy of some sort. Because maybe he doesn't. uh, Has he? I thought they they established he kind of started like he went to therapy. No, no, no. They were going to, but he ended up uh, like coach took him under his wing. Before that, one. well, maybe they need to try different kinds or something know. because, like, I, I I agree, like, you know, the family could be more supportive in ways, but I think that, like, at the end of the day, like, maybe he just doesn't have the skills to like communicate with them and like tell them that. <laughs> His dad's a freaking English teacher. How does he know? I mean, that's <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I really do feel like it's it is how we treat our men in society to not be expressive about their feelings because a lot of men internalize their emotions, especially when yeah. it's an emotion that comes across as vulnerability or weakness, like sadness. I mean, it's more acceptable for a man in our society to express anger than it is for them to express sadness or feelings of inadequacy. So it makes perfect sense, especially as a teenager, at this stage of life, for him to kind of be closed off to being that expressive. And when you are expressive, you get labeled, like, not that there's anything wrong with being gay, but people automatically put you in a box and say, oh, he's, like, effeminate, or he's gay, or he's this, or he's that. Like, men are taught not to be expressive with their emotions. As as a guy, you know, like, I can, I can kind of see it, but I can't necessarily say that being expressive doesn't make you manly, right? I, like, I get it. You know, men, we develop slower than women. We're not as expressive. But the mere fact that you're having, it's not a, so much expression, it's communication, you know? It's like he needs to do a better job of communicating whether or not this is what he needs or this is what, his, what he needs his parents. But I feel like to say that, you know, Robbie, for instance, like I feel like he's a better communicator than Gordy. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's a football player. Like he's manly. Like it's not to the point of where you have to constantly look at him like, well, you know, he's a guy. He's just being a guy. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like you need to hold people more accountable for their yeah. actions. And the fact that he is a young man. You know, I was in high school. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I didn't like my parents too. Sure, I get it. But it's like throwing these tantrums. You know, just being a punk, which he is. It's like, it's like, you know, how's it going to end? It's like, where's it going to end? But speaking of the whole good, dysfunctional cop, free calling them good cop or bad cop, like, legit, like, Gail, like, will say one thing, and then 
would do the opposite, like, with the blink of an eye. Like, I just, I'm kind of, like, on, like, a spinning wheel with her sometimes when she goes. Because she's just like, Lou, don't do this. Or you should talk to me first. But dang, I should have let you do what you were going to do first. So Mm -hmm. that's a huge problem when when people parent is the fact that you cannot open up the back door. Even if you disagree, disagree with me after we made a decision behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. Because then you see we're divided. Like, because, I mean, as... I wonder where Gordy learned his patterns of communication from. (laughs) There you go, right? They make that into an art form, Mm. speaking of. (laughs) That is an art form. Can you talk about with good communication though and that is Tracy's Tracy. new love interest because he was real sweet. I love him. Mr. Cranepool. That's yeah. the name for your life today. Mr. Cranepool. <laughs> these names are so odd. Yeah. With with the glasses and the beard. I mean he's just kind of like a lovable little he's like teddy bear. So warm. And it, you know I've seen this story so many times where you see like the girls like no I'm not interested in this guy like no way but then through his personality and his sweetness mm-hmm. like he wins people over and I feel like it's not about the guy with the you know ripped abs and all this other stuff. It's like sometimes girls they just want a really sweet guy to pay attention to them. You and, need someone genuine. Yeah. And Taylor was like why is he saying these things when we were watching? I was it? getting so frustrated. And she was getting so frustrated but I was like he's being honest and he's being himself that was super endearing. Sometimes there's too much honesty. Like, don't That's be like, true. yeah, you know, like, Lou, like, convinced me to go. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Okay, like, like, bro, bro, less is more. This. Less is more. Yeah. <laughs> On that situation, he could have he kept the bro code a yeah. little close to his vest. However, his how his how his honesty and genuineness is like it did win her over in the end. Mm-hmm. It's and it's that's weird because like I see from Lou like he just you know he basically sees Tracy and he's like she I know she's lonely I know she can probably get laid she needs to get laid and all this stuff I'm like <laughs> you know you want to you want to hook her up but I feel like in in the way that he, that you know Mr. Andy Cranepool like yeah it just he's like one of those guys where he has good intentions but then when it comes out just like. Oops! Like, yeah. oops! Like, so, like I didn't mean to say that. I, I feel like Tracy just probably has to get used to her personality if, by chance, that they start like going out. Because he's probably gonna be like, "Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't, I, I didn't mean to say that." Like, think, well, she definitely right? fixates on the negative more, and I mm-hmm. think we do that. I don't want to generalize, but sometimes we do that as women, where you get like all of this criticism and you focus on the one yeah. thing that's negative when someone told you a million other positive things, exactly. and then you're like, "Wait, you really think blah blah blah?" It's like I just I'm like, told did you, you not, did you not listen to everything else things. I just said except for that one? thing like the memory is like totally totally yeah. Yeah, you know horrible except to that one thing that the guy did wrong definitely right? strive for thing. perfection i know it's um, it's good it's good i mean i'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen in the future episodes you know and i know in the trailer for the next week you saw them like kissing and getting together and i'm like oh property i know I, did, I know it's like you got some on-campus teacher romance going i was like uh-oh but there's, some, there's another romance actually brewing under the surface right now. I don't know if you guys felt it. Oh, yeah. Between Simon and Jeremy. And Jeremy. Uh, Yay. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not reading into this, right? It's not one-sided. I mean, Jeremy, no, no. obviously, we know Jeremy feels this way because of what he said. Like, I, I it felt so real. You're such a good actor. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's about, not acting. About the chemistry. That's not acting. And you kind of, like, you, it's implied through Simon's facial expressions that he feels the same way. What is the holdup right now? The parents? No, oh, yeah. The new school? Definitely the pa- The upbringing? I think it's more his dad now than his, like, than his mom. Yeah. His mom is definitely his coming like around. Softening. And she's just, like, what I love right now for this episode for his parents, what his mom was like, look, maybe we really need to revisit this. We, I like. I really see like our child like basically almost dis- disintegrating and in front of my eyes, and I am not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And you are being woefully blind, which is something for a very conservative person to say to his her husband mm-hmm. was very on point and very just like oh, 
Like, you hitting it hard core mm-hmm. for your life right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love that she's starting to come around because, like, he needs someone in his corner. And yeah. he has a sister, I think. But, like, I think he needs an adult. And, like, he has the people at school. But it's different when it comes from, like, a parent, I feel like, or a really close family member. And so I feel like that's going to really help him, like like embrace who he is and like start to stand up for like what he actually wants and his dad was too calm about the whole oh he drunk what happened to all <laughs> this <laughs> what happened to all this conservative stuff right yeah. leading up until this like, moment oh alone. he just drunk leave him alone so so do we know about Simon like does he like boys is it kind of like ambiguous is it do you think it's do you think he's closeted gay yes. or just he, he might not necessarily be gay, but he definitely might have an inclination towards guys. Like he might like girls and guys, okay. but it's like a part that he's too fearful to explore. Like we don't yeah. necessarily yeah. know where he is he on the he spectrum. He doesn't want to explore. But yeah, he's he's probably too fearful to do that. But the thing about you know what you were saying about the hit Simon's dad being so relaxed about him drinking, I think it goes back to like the cherry picking of you know, what's okay and what's not okay, and especially, like, it's masculine for a guy to drink, it's normal for a guy to drink, it's not a big deal, versus it's not okay for a guy to do theater, it's yeah. not okay. It's That's kinda, not manly. It, it, goes, it goes back <laughs> to that. It's more of his dad's notions of, what's, you know, masculinity. What it means to be stereotypical to be a man, because right. if you do football and if you drink, that's okay. Yeah. But no theater, no dance, yeah. nothing else like that. So... All I heard was John Legend while you were saying that, though. I was, <laughs> I'm like, oh, manly, John Legend. But the can, Sunday. Can we, can we talk about, I think, like, one of my favorite parts of the episode where it was kind of like football and drama collide. So it's basically yes. Robbie's two worlds yeah. colliding, right? And it's like, it was almost kind of like West Side Story where they were like, yeah. you know, like one side, one side. Show. Like, I was expecting him to, like, you know, do the Michael Jackson, like, knife thing. They do this and they start, like... <laughs> You know, that, so I don't know, I, I just felt like it was weird, but then it was kind of metaphorical in the sense of where, in the end, um, who was that? Michael. Per- Michael, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, they were making fun of Michael and all this other stuff, which was horrible, and then Robbie was just, you know, they were like, well, who invited you? And Robbie steps up and is like, I did. You know, which was like amazing, right? And then it just. That's very hard for someone. Like, it's so easy for us. Like, we're in our 20s to kind of say, oh, like, 30s. yeah, he should. Oh, okay, sorry. I, I, I assumed. No, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got good genetics. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Asian genes. Yeah, Asian don't yeah, raisin. Yeah. But, um, wow. Raisin? What? Asian stays. <laughs> anyway. Yellow okay. stays. Anyway, back. Moving on. Moving on. Yes. Um, no, I, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's, it's, but, it's hard. Yeah, like, I feel like when you're in your 20s, 30s, whatever, but, or older, it's easy for us to say, oh, of course he needs to stand up for himself. But when you're in high school and, like, you worry so much about what people think of you and what class you're here's, in and what group you're in. But here's the thing, though, is in. he isn't, like, one of those, like, dorky people in high school. He's the, like, QB. So he's already popular, right? So for him, I don't think it was that big of a deal for him to, to take a stand. I felt it was more like a coming out party for him. He's like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. You know, screw my dad. Screw you guys. This is how it's going to be. See, I think there were a lot of stakes involved. Because, like, when people, like, are putting you, you know, kind of on this pedestal, like, when you fall, like, you can fall really hard. Like, one day you do have all these friends, and if they decide to turn on him, like, Mm -hmm. he could be pretty much, like, completely ostracized for that act. I totally agree with you, 100%. And then he's, like, it's not even that he's, like, at the bottom, staying at the bottom. Like, he has lost everything if they decide to, you know, kind of take this and turn their backs on him. But, okay, for me, I feel like he actually kind of wins something because if they do turn his, their back on him, he realizes who his real friends are yeah. at the end of the day. And for, that's, for me, that's a little bit more important as a lesson to learn. 
Um, also, I'm really pissed at Jamal a little bit. Dude, you walked into my house, and then you really gonna give me the cold shoulder? I am so sorry. Who part are you at? Hey, but Jamal you walking... wants a full ride scholarship, <laughs> and that, man. But, and that's understandable, but don't come into my house. Like, you didn't have to show up. If, oh, you really, if you're really feeling a certain way, you don't, that means you do not have to come to my house. You can stay at your home, and you can just... Maybe maybe he was no. pissed because Robert's performance, he's like, oh, yeah, we got a bunch of scouts. Don't worry, boy. I'll hook you up, man. And then he did it. He made him look, you know, bad. Yeah. You know, maybe that was payback. Maybe he went to his house like, you know what? You made me look bad. I'll make you look bad. Or Sorry. maybe it was he was, like, coming with the intention of, like, I'm still a part of this team. Like... You know what I mean? Maybe he came like with decent intentions. Like we don't know. He gave him the cold shoulder when he tried I to love talk to him. But I, I love this panel. Like, how you believe the best in people? How I play devil's advocate? How you kind of you like you tell it like it is? Like you see it for what it is. exactly? And, and I just bring the mail point. Yeah, so I just bring the mail point. I was like, I was like, yeah. So, but like, right, like we were saying, like football teams are like very you know close knit, and like yeah. even if it's one bad day, it doesn't mean you're like not going to show up to their house. Like. Not showing up, I feel like, would have been almost a bigger slap in the face. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's my. Opinion. I love how Robbie goes from motivational speaker with the team to get out. Yeah, <laughs> get out, all of you. Yeah, poor it, thing it, is under so much stress. It's, it's <laughs> weird because like he's supposed to be a football player, but I really see him. It's kind of funny. I see him as a drama kid acting like a football player. Like, does that make sense? Like, yeah. he is literally just pretending. Because I like, there's nothing in terms of the stereotypical sense where I say, like, yeah, he's, like, rough and tough, like a meathead. Like, yo, I'm a football player. You know, but he's just kind of like, all right, guys, get out. Right? It's just kind of <laughs> like he's putting on a performance, which is funny because he's in drama. You know? <laughs> so he's like, oh, yeah, his acting chops are getting better, you know, week by week. <laughs> I said get out. Yeah. I am just like, personally, I'm just like, at that point, like, you really think I chose a side where you can all raise up out of my house? Like, okay, party's over. But personally, though, legit, his dad was like, you need to do something right now. Send him to the backyard. Don't The backyard like, is lit. The backyard is lit. <laughs> Y'all just head on the back. We don't have to worry about this impromptu karaoke session happening right now his, in our house. His dad is like, he kind of like strikes a nerve because he's like the type of parent, whether it's academics or sports, they want the best, but like they don't know how to express it. Whether it's putting too much pressure on or it's a lot of it's living vicariously through the kid. And I feel like oftentimes it's like, you know, your dad wasn't most athletic, but you are. And you're kind of pushing it. And I feel like you're driving a wedge with Robbie, his dad and his relationships and with drama. Like, you know, but then again, it's like it's such a weird dynamic to see Robbie listens to his parents. Mm hmm. But Gordy does not, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's so weird. They're both they both go to high school. They both do this. But I don't know. Maybe it's because you know Robbie doesn't have a drinking problem. Maybe if he had a drinking problem, he probably wouldn't listen to his parents. And I feel you like know? he has, uh, like he kind of has to step up in a more mature way because he has his mom who's in need. Like he has that's, to take a true, different yeah. role. It's it's a different dynamic versus like. You know, he's not necessarily the one being cared for. He has a lot of expectations. Yeah. He, has to, he, needs... he has to grow up very fast. Yeah, he's that's, and I think in some ways that's why he's so mature for his age. But what yeah. I'm interested in is just like, okay, so obviously the the stepmom is a stepmom. She's really younger than his Robbie's mom. Mm-hmm. So my question, I'm thinking the whole time, even like when he did that rap at the school, was, <laughs> did you leave your wife when what happened to her happened to her, or mm-hmm. did you do it before? Like I actually want to know that like that storyline of Robbie. Maybe it was at the same time. And there's another cheating 
scandal going yeah. on in the small town. Yeah, make it happen. You never know. Small <laughs> town. Yeah, I'm anxious to learn more about the like um, the dad and the and the stepmom too because I we haven't seen them before, right? We saw them at the pet rally because so, like, Robbie kind of like threw me in a rap was like my dad over here with his oh, stepwife. That's right. There, he, <laughs> that's there right. they are. Why would you Why would you say that? By the way, it's like oh, the entire school. It's how, like, let me talk about the cheating and my stepwife. But yo, oh yo, yo, God. what's up? You know, um, it's like sure. Go I feel, ahead. I, I feel he like he gets like his little clapbacks in there when he can. I feel yeah. like I was like, this isn't personal therapy. This is a pep rally for the school. So you know. I feel like that's how musicals are, though. Like they just like yeah, they just break just, out in drama and song to and then lose like oh my god. God, that's the star <laughs> of the new play. Oh, wow. The high school football it's, player. That's so funny right? because I felt the same way like when I saw him rapping. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, that wouldn't be my initial like, Yeah, I don't reaction. equate like rapping at a pep rally. Oh, wow, the, the high school football quarterback can actually uh, rap Hamilton too. is in, so yeah, it exactly, makes sense. Exactly, oh, yeah, because his daughter was listening to Hamilton, right? What? And I was like, okay. All right, guys, God. I really want to get into predictions, and I want to see like what you guys think is going to happen you. next. And now... By the way, do you guys think uh, Simon's going to end up going to St. Francis? That was my first prediction. Oh, was it? Okay, let's go. No, he's not <laughs> going to St. Francis. Like, because then it wouldn't be, like, the same show, I feel like. It'd be way too soon for him to, like, leave. Like, okay... If he does leave, it's going to be for like a week, and then it's going to come back, I feel like. I totally agree with you. It's going to be a tease. He's going to yeah. go. He's going to hate it. His parents are going to be like, oh, we really missed Stephanie our son. Stephanie Block's We've, we've, we've seen, oh, yeah, you can come back. You can come back and play with your friends. And then he turns out to really come out of the closet and, you know, hook up with uh, Jeremy. And I'm like, yeah, probably like that. I- I'd say a prediction is the fact that I think one of the teachers is either going to get fired for, you know, sexual misconduct with a student. What? what? Where did you get hey, that from? Y- you know what? It's high school. Mary Kay Letourneau you know? vibes it's, <laughs> it's high school. Or I feel like I feel like with Lou, Gale, and Gordy, I think eventually something's going to happen. I mean, he already got in a car accident That's very from drinking. Specific. Oh, you mean that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm curious to see what's going to happen for the rest of the season. But, I mean, the show's like, it's ramping up. It's heating up. My, my interest has peaked, so. I also think that... Um, Lillette is going to break up with Robbie like we saw in the promo and I think Robbie's going to find out his dad has something to do with it and get super angry. Yeah. I feel like he's not going to be happy with that at all. And, and then, then I think it might maybe that'll be the thing that like is like okay fine football's over then yeah. like just to kind of get it's just, back It's just him. like a petty thing. It's yeah. like okay you broke up my girl okay I'm going to do football. Guess who's yeah. going all Guess who's going all now. down. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh I mean okay um, I definitely Lillette's going to break up with Robbie but He's also going to find out that his dad probably has something to do with it. But what I'm also predicting is the fact that he actually fights for Lilith. Mm-hmm. I want him to fight for her, fight for the right to, like, say, fight for the we deserve right. each other. I think we've yeah. quoted that twice now. <laughs> I, mean, I think we have, too. Um, Cue definitely. the Beastie Boys. <laughs> uh, I definitely think we're going to... Oh, sorry. Go on. Are oh, you... I was just going to say, in it's like the breaking point for the I can't say his last name Lou's family and I don't know what's gonna happen to Gordy and I just know it's gonna break my heart whatever they decide to do 
to make, a, to make a decision. Yeah. yeah. It's just going to really hurt. Maybe they'll put him in St. Francis. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Oh, that would be a nice spin. <laughs> They're like disguising as each other. <laughs> and maybe he'll get to be quarterback at St. Francis. <laughs> maybe he won't be on the bench because St. Yeah. Francis' football like, team sucks. I would love this. And then, and then they and play, then and then play, play Robbie's team for the finale. Fan, oh fan fiction. We should write I do want to talk about Lillette's mom, but go before I do. But if if Robbie does quit football and Gordy somehow is still at Stanton, Gordy is going to get his shot, like to that's prove what, himself. Yeah, and that's like, what I think that's what he's going to. That's going to jumpstart him. That's what he's going to need. I feel like we have we seen a glimpse of that. I for some reason I remember seeing some snippet of like saying like Gordy, you're up. Do you remember seeing that somewhere? Maybe. I don't That's know what if I, I saw that online. During the game where he was not doing well, I was like, why don't you put someone yeah, else in if this is Gordian. like an easy team? So maybe it is Gordy and maybe like and Gordy can, suspended or something. Yeah, that can really, Guys. you know, snap Gordy out of this this whole thing. Because, yeah. I mean, they already were talking about how Tracy has impacted the lives of her students significantly and how, you know, their grades became better in classes because yep. they had drama to focus on and that made them better in other aspects of their life. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the same thing with football. I think when you have something like sports, um, especially for someone like Gordy, he can feel like some sense of camaraderie and feel like he's wanted because even when he showed up at the party, he was very self-deprecating when he yeah. was talking to Gwen. He's like, oh, you know, I'm just the bench warmer. Mm-hmm. He said something along those lines. So he obviously knows that he's not really a part of the team and for him to feel like a part of the team, I think it can really give him purpose and make him you know, like wean off the drinking thing maybe or at least realize he has a problem and seek the help that he needs for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think that next week's themes are going to get a little darker because we do have a glimpse of what goes on with Lillette's mom. Mm-hmm. And, I'm and so a lot of finally. Sexual, I don't know why I laughed when she like bashed the guy. I know she, like, was it funny. wasn't meant to be she was funny, secretly like, was. that's but what I, I want to do. Was, that's what I want to do. do I was guy. laughing. I was like, yes. That was, yes. Like, no, that was meant to be funny and that's meant to be a battle cry for any woman who's in a workplace who's getting mistreated. Stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you, have to, if you get fired or quit right after, it's know true. that you are, have yeah. your satisfaction. That made up a word. Satisfaction. 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 Yeah. You heard it here. I have to yeah, right and start a YouTube channel talking about it and putting <laughs> that company on. And why not? Yeah. No. So I'm right. just like super excited for because like legit. I feel I feel like she's gonna feel so vindicated and just like I'm standing up for myself. You will no longer it's touch me anyway. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's a big step. She's already yeah. taking big steps by you know giving. Uh, coach her cell phone case that he gave mm-hmm. her and kind of breaking off toxic ties that wouldn't be a good example for her daughter. Like, she's already taking steps, yeah. and I feel like this is kind of going to be that pivotal moment where she comes into her own and starts becoming a more empowered mother and woman in general. I'm just I, worried that there's going to be fallout, like, financially for them then, though. Because, oh, yeah, like, you she's know, not going to be working there. Or, then, or maybe, maybe Lillette, you know, has to drop out of the school play and pick up, you know, a second or right. third job, right? But I feel like, from Lillette's standpoint, it's it's like the fact that her mom's probably making up for lost time. It's finally mm. showing her like you shouldn't, because you know in the in the pilot, you know it's like oh yeah, like why do you let him do that? It's like, eh, like don't worry about it, mm-hmm. I can handle it. But now it's like you see a progression of the character. Yeah. You see a progression of her mom, and I think you might even see a progression of Lillette, yeah. Yeah. where it could be better for worse. But I mean, you got to tune in to rise. You know, to <laughs> and I think out. yeah, I think that's interesting. Like when we see the that there's going to be a strong character arc with Lillette's mom, that we might also see that with Lillette because she's mm-hmm. kind of soft spoken in the way she allows Robbie to come back to her and kind of be like, oh, it's okay, it was my fault for doing this. And she kind of, like, internalizes that it's her fault 
for the way Robbie acted, kind yeah. of like how her mom I, doesn't realize. I feel like Lillette is so sweet, and she's like the type of girl that you want to date in high school, but like you're so afraid to break her heart because she's so like fragile in the sense of where like she has her, you know, heartstrings. Like what's it? It's like heart, you have your heart on your sleeve. sleeve. Have your heart on your sleeve. <laughs> I'm like heartstrings, <laughs> sleeves. Like some right? match game. Yeah. So I, I just yeah, I'm kind of worried. Like I don't want to see her hurt. Under yeah. the surface, though, I think that she's a strong female yeah. character, and she she'll survive it. But don't she'll need no man. don't need no. She's spicy though. She legit like when she like when she gets enough. Oh, she'll let Robbie have it. Yeah. And I'm like looking forward to those type of situations where like you know we're gonna have a little fight. We make up later, but right now I gotta let you know what's up. What's yeah. up? Well, she's probably like really passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah, I, it's I, like, like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Let's not talk about it. Sorry. Um, I feel I, like yes and no. Like I feel like she is passive aggressive sometimes, but when she like she's had enough, like legit, she legit will tell Robbie like when you like push your buttons, ticking. Yeah, she's she a ticking time bomb. Basically. Yeah, that comes back to what we first talked about with communication and learning to express yourself the right way that would solve so many problems in our society. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure, just blame all the guys yeah. for, our, for the no, problems. No, no, okay? I blamed commu- lack of communication. Yes, for the problems. lack of communication um, is definitely a huge problem. But yeah, we've had a pretty solid episode. I'm excited for next episode and what's to come. I want to see whose predictions are going to come to fruition. And uh, yeah, join us all next week on Rise. But before you do, let us know where we can find you guys. Hey guys, I'm Taylor Gates. You can find me on Twitter at alphabet underscore Anne and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. I also do the Unreal panel every Tuesday and the Law & Order SVU panel every Thursday. Hey guys, you can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at Black Lightning tomorrow at 6 and Deception at 8. I will be in the live chat. Tune in. It's going to be lit. Yeah. What's up? It's your boy, Justin Yang. And you can find me at your boy, Jay Yang, on Instagram. <laughs> hey, guys. Becca isn't here today, but you can find her on social media at Becca B Talks TV. I'm your host, Mina Wahab. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Mina Makes Magic. And make, shoo- make sure to, t- <laughs> to tune in next week, Tuesday, 7 p.m., 8 p.m., actually, for our America's Next Top Mo- Model season finale. Oh, my goodness. We got to work on the communication, today. right? Yes. The communication. We got to work on that. Communication breakdown gotta work right on now. That. Uh, and make sure to leave your predictions for uh, next week's Rise episodes in the comments below. See you guys all next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.